Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 and 88. And Monica, I believe that we have someone who's won the quiz. Yes, I think we talked about it too much, but someone has indeed snapped up the quiz. The answer, of course, was Barabbas. Classic. Yeah, classic Barabbas. He was an insurrector. I still haven't figured out what But it was snapped up by James Paulet uh, of Estella, New South Wales, also a town I've never heard of. Mm. And um, judging by the postcode, it sounds like it might be out in the sticks somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but good job, James. We, of course, will be sending you the prize today. It is the Soyan Eastern Journey of the Spirit album. You're very much going to enjoy that. And if you ever want to see her perform live, just come along to Maitland Dude. Church on a Sabbath morning, Saturday morning. Oh, man, it's amazing. I, I worked for Maitland Church last year, and she mm. would, you know, every um, couple of Sabbaths, she would come out and, and do a performance. And I heard her do a, a solo piece. Oh, um, wow. We had a talent night, and she did a solo piece and i was just man it was like overwhelming yeah like the yeah. music is so beautiful because she's she, dude she's a violin doctor yeah she's a violin doctor she has a phd in violin so i yeah. think yeah when someone has a phd in violin they've got an ability to to be able to to yeah. make you to have your emotions be moved by the violin and that's definitely something she can do she has a, a god-given talent and uh and yeah listening to her play it's 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 just a it's a heavenly experience it, mm. it really does move you and uh and james will be enjoying being moved by her music in the new album that she has out so james congratulations and good job and everyone else stay tuned tomorrow there'll be more quizzes happening we are of course in the book of acts Mm-hmm. Even though last week we actually took a day off because someone sent in a question and it was such a long question. It was a really good question. We spent the whole day on it. So we are a little bit behind, but never mind. We'll catch up. Are you? Have you been studying out the Book of Acts with everyone? The 20 million movement? I have not. <gasps> does that make me evil? Does that make me a bad person? Lawson, it doesn't make you a bad person, but it does mean you're missing out. Even those 20 million other people around the world who are doing this exact same study guide Ooh. at the same time. I'm actually, I'm going through 1 Corinthians for myself at the moment. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a bit of a lone, lone ranger, which, you know, 1 Corinthians covers a lot of the topics in Acts, but, you know, in, in yeah. a letter form um, mm-hmm. by Paul. And I'm loving that at the moment. But honestly, like I, I'd say Book of Acts Top five books in the Bible. Yes, for, for it's my good, for myself, it? it's good, for me, it? I think yeah, it would be like up up there, you know, with uh, for myself personally, John, Hebrews, and First Corinthians. Okay, they're yeah. like up yeah. there. They're like mm-hmm. they're like my top books, and then also Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament uh-huh. and Genesis. What about well. Psalms, man? Don't forget Psalms. I like. I'm just. I'm not super into it. I haven't dived super deep into the Psalms. Like I've done, like I haven't started from the start of Psalms and gone to the end of Psalms. Like uh-huh. I've just sort of like, you know, gone to a Psalm here or there. Um, but you don't need to start at the beginning and go the way through because like Psalms, like they're just so beautiful. They speak to your heart. They just, yeah. Yeah. I love them. Like they, to me, it's like every time I read Psalms, I feel like the Lord is really wooing me. But then like Ecclesiastes is like the edgy, depressing Psalms. Yeah, I'm super not into it. But I, I, but I love it because, you know, it's it's amazing. But we're not looking at Ecclesiastes it's, it's today. <laughs> I like Psalms and I like um, I like the Corinthians as well. Dude, yeah, yeah. Corinthians, are, yeah, they've got to go on. Banger. Yeah. Romans too. Romans. Oh, yeah, Romans, Romans is good. Dude, Romans, Romans chapter Romans 8. eight. Like, ah! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Straight to 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 8's good too. Hey, give us a call. Tell us what your favorites are. We love talking about the Bible. Uh, but we should get into this. Um, where are we this week? We're in, a, we're in Acts chapter 13. Oh, Acts chapter 13. What's going on in here? 
Well, it's it's pretty cool. It's actually describing Paul's first missionary journey, um, like the first time that Paul is called by God to leave the the regions of mm-hmm. uh, like Judea and um, Israel mm-hmm. um, and head out to the to the land of the Gentiles to to preach the gospel. Um, and it's super powerful. Like I, I love the Book of Acts, and from actually from Acts chapter thirteen through to the end of the book, it's all about Paul. Oh, most, it is mostly anyway, um, mm-hmm. and about his journey. and And this is the start right here. His first missionary tour outwards. Because we did have, you know, we did have his story about his uh, his conversion, his Damascus Road experience. Mm. He does a little bit of preaching, and then he just packs up and goes home, and he goes out in the wilderness, and he disappears off the map for like three years. And then we hear a bit about what Peter's doing, and then Peter gets a couple of look-ins in the in the Book of Acts, and then Barnabas turns up, and he goes and gets Paul from his home. It was at Tarsus. And he's like, yeah. no, 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 you can't sit around at home. Let's go do this. And mm. so now they're off. And so now it picks back up with Paul. And we did promise that we'd get back to Paul. Uh, it, we promised it wouldn't take us three literal years. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like 2021 and we finally get back to Paul. <laughs> Lyle did promise we'd be back there in a couple of weeks. And here we are. It's uh, a new week and we are back with Paul. Is it, is, is it still being called Saul? Because last time we, we read he yeah, was still he is. Saul. He is still being called Saul. I'm just and really he, hanging out for that moment when Saul yeah. becomes Paul. Well, in chapter 12 in verse 25 is where Barnabas shows up and it says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... Yeah, that's when they they like head out to their first missionary journey. So yes, he's still called Saul, which I think is a cool name. Like, yeah. but I wouldn't name my kids that or anything. Uh, but okay. uh, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd rather name them like Paul if I had the because choice of the, of the connotation. Two. Yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the connotations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Saul he's is still a cool Saul. Name. It's yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I like Soul as well. Just S O L. Soul. Yeah, Soul. But it's like an you know, old man name. That's Sun, right? Yeah, Isn't it, is, it, in, it is in Spanish? Spanish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're off on this journey, and uh, and where do they go? They head out to Antioch. Antioch. What goes on in Antioch? Uh, the Bible says in chapter thirteen and verse one. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were a certain prophets and teachers: Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger. Lucius of Cyrene, Menane, Menane, I'm going to throw that out there, Menane, who had been brought up with Herod, uh, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, uh, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called you. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them on their way. Wow. So this is this is the beginning. This yeah. is the start. Yeah. And they head off into Antioch. Maybe let's read a bit more. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, maybe keep going. Um, the Bible says in chapter 13 and verse 4, it says, So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, Salamis, similar. Just reminds me of salami. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now, when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus. Mm. So, so not Jesus. Bar Jesus. But Bar Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
who was with proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elemus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn with proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you, son of the devil, you, enemy of all righteous, will not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed. When he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. It's a hectic story. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so this is this is Paul's first missionary journey, and there's a lot going on here. We have like mm. these crazy sorcerers who are trying to keep the governor from believing, and I hope you didn't miss it, but right there, chapter 13, verse 9, is the official change where it says, Saul, also known as Paul, mm. was filled with the Holy Spirit. And from there on in, he's only referred to as Paul, as mm. far as I'm aware, for the rest well, of the Bible. Yeah, um... You know, scholars of the Bible actually have concluded that Paul wasn't actually a name change. Mm -hmm. Paul was Saul's Roman name. Because as we see in later, you know, books of Acts, for example, Acts chapter 16, we learn that Paul is actually a Roman citizen. Um, So, yeah, from this point, I think it's especially smart of him to say, okay, I'm going to go by Paul from now on because that's how I'm known in Rome. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and then it goes on his missionary journey is being called Paul. Um, And we'll get back to that right after this. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, yeah, um, it's pretty legit. Like, the story we just read um, about these sorcerers, I think this is amazing for Paul, um, being a newly converted Christian. We, we understand that Paul was already um, a, a Pharisee. We learn that in his testimony later in the book of Acts. Um, he was a Pharisee. Um, he had a great understanding of the Old Testament. And then when this revelation of Jesus comes into his life, it's, you know, again, um, understood by scholars that, the reason he took three years off was to, was you know, as a soul searching journey for him to more understand, to better understand how Jesus fits into the scriptures and fits into his life. Because even though I don't know if Paul knew that he was going to be a missionary, but because of his encounter with Jesus, he would have had some inkling that, hey, I'm going to do a work for God, so I need to to understand um, what I'm talking about. So he takes this time to learn about Jesus, and he sees these sorcerers. Some something that like can throw a lot of Christians even today. They see acts that aren't exactly you know that even though they're miracles, they're not in line with with God. Mm. Um, and it's something that we need to be especially careful of as Christians. Yeah. Um, to know the Word of God, to know the Bible, to know what God's will is. Yeah. Because there are serious, there are countless stories of supernatural things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and people being swayed by that to to take wrong action. Yeah. Um, because you know, just as much as God is a supernatural being, so is the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he has that power. So yeah, the devil is obviously, and this is what Paul says. He says, "You son of the devil." The devil is working through this guy uh, to 
to you know using miracles and all these things to to sway people yeah um all these sort of magic tricks hocus pocus to to sway people and that's what paul calls him out on yeah because we're we're even warned that the devil can do miracles of mm. healing and they can look legit and they can look good yeah. I mean, when, you know you think to yourself when was healing ever bad but really the devil can use it as a tool to to bring mm. people to to his side mm. and th- and this is like Actually, just I want to bring this up because it's something that I've been studying recently. It's a big theme through the book of Revelation when it talks about the last days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it talks about, you know, the closing of the world and there will be a time as such as there's never been where there will be violence, um, but also deception. Mm. Um, and the Bible talks about there that the devil, you know, has powers to, like you said, counterfeit the works of God, like mm-hmm. healing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, just something that we, we learn from this story. Um, but we also need to to take heart is that we need to we need to know our bibles man yeah absolutely that's that's what we can actually base our faith on mm. you know and i'm sure people have stories about this i mean i have a story um you know a friend that i grew up with um she was uh pentecostal and she did the whole <laughs> speaking in tongues thing that they <laughs> um you know it's not actually the, what the bible says is speaking in tongues is but she did the whole uh babbling incoherent kind of thing and she I remember asking her one time because she wanted to leave the church and she didn't want to be affiliated with any sort of religion mm. um, and uh, the religion that she was uh, subscribed to at that time. And so I was talking to her about it and she's like, look, I don't – I just don't – you know, I don't really feel like I, I want to belong to any particular, you know, body of believers, mm. but I will always believe in God. And I was like, well, well you know, how does, how does that figure out? And she was like, well, you know, I can't deny – that I've spoken in tongues and that for me affirms that there must be a God. Hmm. And, um, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like believing in God because of some miraculous occurrence is, is a really, um, it's a dangerous reason yeah. to believe. And Jesus actually warns against it. Yeah. He says like, you know, like you believe in me, just signs and wonders, yeah. yeah he's, he's and even if I show you, you still won't believe in me. Yeah, it, for yeah. one, it, like it's not a good reason to believe in, mm-hmm, in God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what Jesus says, like even though people see miracles and signs, they still won't believe. Yeah, like it doesn't, like you know, that sort of experiential. Although it is important, you know, it's called it's the icing on the cake. The it should Christian not be the cake itself. But yeah. you know, we like and we read in the book of Acts, like what Paul go through, goes through all the persecution. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. we if we put our faith solely on how we feel, man, we'd be all over the place. Yeah, um, like, oh, wouldn't we just? You know, we see, I, I don't know if we're going to be studying this down the line, but one of my favorite stories in the book of Acts is Acts chapter 16, where Paul and Silas go to Philippi, and mm-hmm. they get like whipped and beaten up and thrown in jail when they're, mm-hmm. you know, because Paul receives a vision that he's got to do God's work there. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, they just get like smashed. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if if you're really going by you know what if what 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 you feel like man like at, at that point you would throw away your faith yeah, yeah. like you would just be like oh you it know doesn't feel good anymore this this isn't for me cuz mm. like i'm copying this persecution but you know at that point god and uh, sorry paul and silas knew that god was real because mm-hmm. not only their experience but through what they knew through the evidence of the bible yeah um and his character and and um Yes. And yeah, we certainly shouldn't disregard, you know, uh, any sure. sort of signs that God has given us or things that he's done for us. But our faith needs to be based on the Bible 
and mm. uh, and and all you know that needs to be the cake, and then all these extras are like the icing on the cake. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah because like honestly, you know, we you and me can both attest. We've had mm. times in our lives where the spirit has worked powerfully, and mm-hmm. we've just experienced such joy. Mm. Um, where we've had those close encounters with God, and it's like, man, I could just. I could just live in this place forever, you know. Mm-hmm, I could, mm-hmm. if I could just stay here forever, but but life goes on, yeah. you know. And and we have struggles. We're living in a in a world that's affected by sin, um, and this is something that you know I've been sort of on this journey of learning myself. Is that God, even like even God Himself, even though He's not a sinner, He's still affected by sin, and we see that through Jesus's death on the cross. That because of sin, even even God is affected by that, and um. Yeah, we can we can come to be so affected by the things of the world, but ultimately, you know, if we if we know the truth, um, and we we be honest with ourselves, like, okay, this this is real, this is the truth. Um, we have this like unchanging evidence of the Bible, like we can we can get through it, and it's just a really powerful thing. Amen. Let's head to Antioch because Paul Paul and his, uh, his companions they actually head off to Antioch, and amazing stuff happened in Antioch. Like truly, like truly incredible. I mean, even just the fact that um, you know, we we're told through history that um, what was it? Antioch, the church in Antioch becomes almost like as big as like comparison in comparison um to Jerusalem, the church in Jerusalem, which is yeah mind boggling to think about. At it. times, it even surpassed. Yeah, even surpassed. Isn't that incredible? Which is crazy because Jerusalem is like the hub of an entire yeah. nation. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the center center point kind you know, of thing. Not only of religion but politically, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, and and the church, the state religion was you know Judaism. Um, Whereas, yeah, this is saying here that the, there was more believers sometimes in Antioch than there were in Jerusalem. What kind of believers were they? Um, well, they they were Gentiles. Aye, so this is this is the result of the gospel going to the Gentiles, mm. right? And uh, and and it's kind of sad because you know we read that the, the message, this gospel message, um, <clears throat> it was slowly but surely uh, also being grasped by uh, the Jewish Christians, which is kind of which is mm. kind of funny. Like the the Gentiles, they seem to just receive the the gospel message so readily here, mm. and the Jewish ones seem to be like couple of steps behind yeah which is strange if you think you know surely they must be more familiar with god than the gentiles Mm. well actually like we have this experience often in my line of work which is you know working for a church and bible working Mm -hmm. um you know my my job is to to study the bible with people in the communities and we often find um the people people in the community who have you know who are part of uh you know religion already who are, say, you know, a Christian denomination, they find it very hard um, to accept present oh, truth. Isn't that, the, isn't that just the, yeah, that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Even, you know, even though we could, you, you can open the Bible and prove it a million different ways, like the, the truth of God, um, but because of their, you know, affiliations and their ties with mm, their the own sort of community, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard for them to get over that. Uh, whereas, you know, you study the Bible with someone who is never studied the Bible, never before. looked at the Bible ever before. Yeah, and they just eat it up. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. just like, wow, that that logically makes sense. Like, and this comes back to the danger of emotion again, because mm. you know, it's almost like we've those kind of people have lost the love of truth, and they've sort of gotten in love with like their yeah. their church, the community, their, their friends, their family, their way of life. You know, and and they're willing to sacrifice truth. Mm. Um, to stay attached to you know false doctrine and, and yeah. to false church. That, that is the danger of of false false truth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not going to go out there and and like you know I think that there are some churches around you know Australia in in the Newcastle region who are doing amazing things. Mm. But when it comes to truth, 
when it comes to the truth of the Bible, yeah, false truth and having an emotional attachment to to things that you know you've come to believe. You know, if it's not based in the Bible, like it's it's just a struggle for people, and yeah, they just really need to. I think we all just really need to take a step back and just know um, what the Bible is trying to tell us. We choose I've tried but failed To walk in someone else's shoes Strange How I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing The things I might find Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening across Australia, and uh, 
That was, that was a little bit awkward. <laughs> so, so, so Monica went to, to, to introduce the song. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just had a coughing fit in the studio. <laughs> that was really embarrassing. I had just enough time to say this next song is Simeon. I am forgiven. And it's, I started coughing into the microphone and just hit mute and went to stop. <laughs> so we're sorry about that awkward few seconds of silence. <laughs> I guess the worst thing about radio is that like even a few seconds of silence sounds yep. like forever. Yep. Like it sounds yep. like there's nothing happening. Mm. Like, like the radio station's gone dead or something. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's okay. It's better than filming in the street, which is, I mean, recording in the street, which is actually like, we should do that. Yeah, we totally should. Dude, we should go to. out into the street and just like ask people questions. Yeah, do a Bible study on the street. Uh, like yeah. if, if our bosses just want to hit us up with some <laughs> some resources so we can go out into the street and just ask people questions. I'm so up for that. That, that would be cool. Um, but anyways, continuing yeah, on with our Bible yes. study this morning of yeah, Acts chapter so we 13. Just, we just had a look at how in Antioch they had the first Gentile church being founded. And um, and uh, it, I mean, it also had like a substantial uh, contingency of U- Jewish believers. Um, but this was – we talked about how big it was as well, mm. you know, in comparison to the one happening in Jerusalem. But this was due to the missionary zeal of the founders and, um, you know, especially because, you know, Barnabas and Paul turning up, but you know, what a great team. Uh, the church just grows mm. rapidly and it, it becomes like the first important Christian center outside of Judea. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what we were up to. Um, where should we read in the Bible now? So we're going to be reading Acts chapter 13 and 13, and this is when they actually rock up to the Jewish synagogue in Antioch, um, and they have that encounter with the Jews who were there. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like amazing. Um, the Bible says, actually, do you want to read that for us, Monica, yeah, from sure. verses 13 to 15? Paul and his companions <clears throat> then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia. I see why you wanted me to read this. Yeah. <laughs> Landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia, goodness. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. And after the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. Okay, this next part is lit. Paul, get, oh, I can't believe I just used that word. But anyways, um, <laughs> such a millennial. <laughs> anyways, um, Paul stands up here and gives this profound sermon. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, it mirrors very much um, the book of Hebrews because if you actually read the book of Hebrews, which I believe is written by Paul, um, there's a little bit of contention on that because only the newer manuscripts have the name of Paul on them, but the earliest ones that they've found don't. But anyways, yeah, Paul... I thought it was written by New Zealanders. Hebrews. Oh, Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, not, no, not quite, not quite. Okay, my bad. Um, but Paul stands up here and gives this sermon. It's also very similar to the sermon that uh, Stephen gives with uh, less uh, uh, calling out. But anyways, he, he stands up and he starts talking about uh, Jesus Okay. And in and that relation, um, you know how the scriptures relate to Jesus, and it's just super powerful. So, like, should we read it? Yeah, let's let's read it. You you can read that okay. for us. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. 
Then with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, the man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God had said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do anything I want him to. This seems to go on for quite a while. Yeah, so it he does. goes. He go. He does the same thing that Stephen did. Stephen he, does. He yeah, goes he does the through their history. He does the rib thing. And he, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, ri- the, the rib. rib yeah. 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 But not quite because the rib is actually a charge. Okay. What Paul is doing, he's not making a charge against them, but he's explaining. He's explaining the history mm-hmm. of um, of of the Jews. He's explaining the history of of Israel and how did they come to the point that they did now. Um, but then in verse thirty three is what you could say like is it, it's the whole point the, of why the climax yeah. of this. And he says in verse thirty three, it says God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that He raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, "You are my son; today I have begotten you." And it's just wow. like it's so powerful. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Paul just just goes through, and I, I love how it starts off with the not only Jews were there, but also t- Gentiles who feared God. Um, he's, yeah, he's he acknowledges ex- both. He's explaining that, like, look, this is this is Jesus. This is the the one who we've been looking for. No matter who you are, um, this is this is the Son of God. Um, and he just makes this this tie all in, uh, and he goes on for a little bit more, talking about you know the laws and the prophets and and how um, it all feeds into Jesus. But then he comes to in in verse forty two is then when it starts to progress with the narrative of this story. It says in verse forty two, so when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews uh, and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and contradicting and blaspheming. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. So this is what we were talking about before, um, lovers of, you know, like people who mm. get hung up on truth because of their affiliation and their ties. The Gentiles who have, you know, and it even says like the devout proselytes, like people who became Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because there was always that sort of contention, uh, that always that struggle yeah. with the Jews of, yeah. of us and them and Jew yeah. and Gentile mm-hmm. and proselyte and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But... We can see what's happening here. You know, these people who 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 value truth more than their affiliation That's or their, right. their birth mm-hmm. lineage, they hear like they're, they're convicted by God and they hear mm-hmm. these these spirit filled words of Paul and they're like, this is this is and it. Then, and then we have like basically the second uh, Antioch church because now they now we have two Antioch churches. We've got Antioch yeah. and, and Poseidon, which is in Turkey, and then the other Antioch. Uh, where Barnabas preached, which is in Syria. So now we yeah. have like the two first churches both yeah. in, in Antioch. Yeah, and it's just amazing. And, and like, you know, I, I remember like having this experience for myself when I heard the gospel preached in spirit for the first time um, as like someone who wasn't a believer. 
and then I heard someone just preach the gospel in an amazing way, and I was like, man, I'm going to come here like every week and hear this, <laughs> and they've got free food, and yeah. like I'm super stoked. <laughs> Don't forget the food. And, and um, But, yeah, this is just an amazing story that, that just shows like ultimately, you know, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's all about Jesus. And and tomorrow, like, you and Lyle will be getting more into Jesus and his connection um, mm-hmm. with those with those stories. But, like, ultimately we can see here it's just the love of God and, and Jesus through the scriptures, through everything, um, that even people who had no religious experience or affiliations could see, like, Okay, this is this is legit. Like Jesus is the Son of God, um, and they come to that realization, and it just blesses them. Amen. We are going to stop our Bible study there for today. We're going to carry on tomorrow, but for now, this is John Cunningham with the old rugged cross. On an old rugged cross. On a hill long ago Hung one without guilt Without blame And for salvation of souls For the sins of the world That's why my Savior was slain Won't you look to the old rugged cross And see Jesus and confess His name And say, Father, forgive me I know that I'm lost, you'll be found that old rugged cross And from that old rugged cross He was laid in the tomb But death over him had no claim For Jesus was raised So that all might be saved Believe and break Free from sin's chains Won't you look to The old rugged cross His name And say, Father, forgive me I know that I'm lost You'll be found At that old rugged cross
yoke It is heavy When your burden gets high And when it feels like all hope is lost There's a way that is easy There's a yoke that is light Just follow and take up your cross Won't you look to Forgive me, I know that I'm lost You'll be found at that old rugged cross Just lay your burden at the foot of that cross Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 and 88. Or you can tune in to us on the app, uh, uh, the TuneIn app. But now we have come to our segment, which is question of the day. And I, before we do that, I think I need to issue like a public apology because every single time Josh Cunningham <laughs> has a song on our show, I butcher it. By calling him either Josh Cunningham or John Cunningham or anything other than his <laughs> Josh <actual> Cunningham. <laughs> and it sucks too because he's amazing. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've interviewed him live on this show. And, I, and on that show when he was, I actually said his name wrong. Dude, struggling. <laughs> it's Josh Cunningham. I don't actually think, like to think of him as being a cunning person. But yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not John and it's not... Come, Cunningham, it's Cunningham. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, Brother Josh. <laughs> yes, we have a question today, uh, Lawson. Mm-hmm. And the question that's come in is, um, is do, do Christians, when they become Christians, do they just stop suffering? Is there no suffering involved in the Christian life? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. Um, and I think, like, <laughs> it's something that people often wonder. It's, it's actually something that people preach, but it's, it's not biblical. In fact, when you become a Christian, the exact opposite happens. Jesus says in Matthew sixteen twenty four, um, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What Jesus is saying here is, you know, as we see on the cross, uh, when in Jesus' death, you know, he, for Jesus to die like that, it was an immense amount of suffering. Mm. And what Jesus is saying um, is, hey, like, if you want to follow me, there's going to be suffering involved. 
we have to move on. But I think the the point is is that the, what makes I guess the Christian walk suffering different from regular suffering because there's a saying: um, the lion runs hard after after the the deer. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like we can suffer for self gain. Um, mm-hmm. I've experienced that in my life. You know, suffering for self gain is something that is is yeah, sure, it's difficult and it takes motivation, but often it's easy. But the thing about suffering in Christ, suffering for the purpose of God, is it's it's not suffering for self gain, but suffering for self sacrifice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes it it's even more difficult. Um, and it and like I'm going to be honest, like you know, and Monica to could attest to this as well. Like there are times when it feels like you know, man, how how am I supposed to to go on? Like there yeah. there are lots of pressures of life. Like and, sometimes it feels harder to be a Christian than it just yeah. feels to be like someone who denies Jesus and lives whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that that's definitely like you know an experience of had in my life but gee uh, the the bible says something amazing paul in in philippians 4 um he says in in verse 11 it says not that i speak in regard of need for i have learned in whatever state i am to be content i know how to be abased and i know how to be abound uh everywhere uh, sorry everywhere i know how to be abound yes yeah, sorry Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And what he's communicating here is like it doesn't matter what he's going through, whether everything in his life is sorted out or he's struggling like anything. And Paul is a man who had lots of struggles. Mm -hmm. Like he went through a lot. But he says, even though there is that suffering, even though there is that struggle, even though there are those times where I just want to give up and quit and just not even want to be here, I can get through it because of Jesus and what he's done. And the promise of heaven. Do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's just amazing. And we have all kinds of promises in the Bible to get us through. You know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Mm. There's so many of them. Thank you so much for answering that question for us, Lawson. This is Sierra Hull, Trust and Obey. Oh, I pronounced that correctly. Oh. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do
Welcome back to Faith FM. Get your phones out. Guess what's happening? It is time for the giveaway. Our quiz got snapped up halfway through the show today, which is very great, uh, by James of Estrella in, uh, in New South Wales, of course, with the correct answer of Barnabas. And uh, it is now time for us to give away something for free. You don't need to answer anything for this one. All you need to do is be the first person to call through mm. now and, uh, and we will give you the prize. Today it is a wonderful CD album. Uh, Lawson has picked this one out of the box. It is Give Me Jesus, the album by Marlita Fong, accompanied by Sanya Kotevsky and Sharissa Fong. Mm. Have you ever heard them play live? No. Oh, it's just amazing. I know, I know Sharissa. I've met her before. Um, yeah. But I didn't I didn't know they were musical people. But oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Well, Ma- Sharissa and Marlita are sisters. Uh, Sharissa yeah. is the older sister and Marlita is the younger sister. And Marlita has uh, her music ministry. And then Sanya... Um, she, actually, I'm going to the uh, the wedding next month with her in Germany. Her and I are both uh, oh, bridesmaids. Yeah, how cute is that? And uh, she's a pianist, so she she plays the accompanying piano. And now the cute thing is that when Malita and Sharissa were kids, uh, you know how you like, you play house or you play shop mm-hmm. or you play doctors and nurses. Yeah, yeah. They used to play church. Yeah. So Sharissa would uh, get up and do like a little a little sermon, and Malita would uh, would you know play the play the hymns <laughs> and do the song service, and then they used to you know pray together and then finish. And now they've grown up, and would you believe Sharissa is now an evangelist, and Melita <laughs> has a music ministry. So. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's a beautiful, a beautiful example of how uh, the Lord places on our hearts mm. our callings, even uh, when, when we are children. Uh, so you can get a copy of this album. Just give us a call now. One eight hundred Faith FM. It's one 843 This song has uh, this album has eleven tracks on it. Uh, My house is full all along. I have a friend. Alabaster box. Um, just beautiful, beautiful songs uh, that will really uplift you and bring you closer to God and uh, and give you, um, you know, a really great way to reflect and and to. Um to ponder upon Jesus' sacrifice and, uh, and you know, just to think, you know, I really want Jesus. Like, in, please give me Jesus. Mm. So that's what this album uh, can do for you and what, what it does. So give us a call. We will send one to you free of charge. You just have to be the first person to contact us now. Lawson. Yes. Thank you so much for helping me out today. Nah, it's all good. I love being here. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, I love, you know, rocking up to the studio early in the morning and being uh-huh. here before you every single time. <laughs> Shh, don't those, those who don't know. Those <laughs> no, who no, don't no. know. Hey, if those of you who don't know that you can actually jump across the live show, you should do so. <laughs> Just uh, download the TuneIn app. Um, TuneIn app is, uh, do you have the TuneIn app on your phone? Yes. It's so cool. I love it. I bet you that's how Lyle and Shell are listening from yeah. Switch right now because they're driving back from Queensland to um, to uh, Newcastle today. And I bet you they're listening via TuneIn. Uh, so you can download that app for free, uh, install it on your phone, and then search for Faith FM Australia and uh, and just press play. And, of course, you can favorite us. Mm, and, uh, and, of please. course, you know, if you don't want to download the TuneIn app, that's fine. Just jump across that website, which is uh, faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream at the top of the page and you can listen to Faith FM all day long, all around the world, wherever you can get a signal, a mm. Wi-Fi signal. So yeah, it's really great, really great yeah. way to listen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, if you have any questions about the Bible or you would like to know more about the Bible, maybe you want to like, study with someone or study by correspondence or study online, do you know what? We can hook you up. Yeah, yes, we can. You could even study the Bible with me. Yeah, you that's can, my job. You can. That's, that's my job. job. So 
So if you want to study the Bible with me, if Give I've, a call. if you know, if I sounded like the Lord was speaking through me today, then hit hit me up because I can teach you some stuff. One eight hundred Faith FM. One 843 If you want to be hooked up with the Bible, we can definitely sort that out for you. And of course, if you have any Bible questions, just send those through. We can answer them live on air. See you tomorrow.
Sento che ci sono.